everybody. Welcome back into Mining Stock Daily for some late afternoon market commentary. It's been quite the day for precious metals, specifically gold. There was a $30 swing this morning on gold on the futures basis. It was down about yeah, 1781 this morning, but then just shot up to as high as 1811. Uh, currently trading about 1807 futures basis. Uh, silver was red to green as well, but it's up only two cents, so a little basically flat for the day. But the miners per the GDX up over two percent. GDXJ up about two and a quarter percent. So great day uh, for precious metals miners, and to give us some thoughts and commentary on this market and the movement we're seeing today is our friend David Erfley, the junior miner junkie. David, it's always a pleasure to have you back on the show. Oh, thanks for having me again, Trevor. Always great to talk to you. Yeah, it's it's been uh, interesting two two days to start the week. We've had uh, weakness being bought immediately in in uh, in the in the gold space uh, both days on Monday and Tuesday. We got the GDX and the GDXJ just continuing to ride that upper Bollinger Band higher, and um, a lot of these juniors are really having very strong moves as they continue to show relative strength against the seniors. So that's 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 what happens um, when these bull markets get started. The seniors take off first, the mid tiers start to join in, and then sector rotation happens. People start to take their profits in their in the juniors, I mean in the in the seniors and the mid tiers and the royalty plays, and rotate that profit into the undervalued juniors. And the juniors are really starting to take off here. Uh, we, we're going to talk about the movement in juniors because you and I, there, there's a lot going on here, and it's actually possibly of concern uh, <laughs> on top of the excitement that we've seen. But with this gold price movement, Dave, I was watching this. I mean, it was like watching a horse race for a half an hour this morning, uh, going from red to green and then just launching up above 1810. Um, you know, it was a good day, but tell us how important is this weekly close above 1800? Well, I think uh, the quarterly close is more important because we had a quarterly close above 1800. Uh, the, the gold closed second gold closed uh, Comex uh, futures gold closed the second quarter at $1800.50. So we had a quarterly close above 1800 for the first time in history. So that's huge and um, momentum players are starting to come into this sector. And uh, it's it's drifting down into these juniors, which have just been ignored for basically a decade. Sure, we've had a handful of uh, of juniors that have that have had really nice moves over the past few years. You know, you've you've had to really be a good stock picker to make money in this market since well, I, really since 2012. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's been almost a decade since the since this juniors as a sector have really done anything. Um, sure, we had that move in 2016, which wet our appetites for about six months uh but that turned out that that ended ended up fizzling out when the gold price was stopped cold at, at uh, 1375 and um that move in the in the in the uh in the miners of about 160 percent in six months took about four years to consolidate and now the juniors have a still even though a lot of them have had really strong moves here in the past few months. They still have a lot of catching up to do. When you take a look at where the gold price is now, where they're trading at now, and where they were trading at when the gold price was was uh, four hundred dollars less than it is now. Yeah, I, I and I thought about kind of that uh, comparison. You know, when gold was at eighteen hundred dollars, you know, nine ten years ago, 
Um, you, we already had big moves in the minors, and we're not seeing quite those big moves yet. So, I mean, does is there reason for concern here, giving that comparison at all? Well, no, I think uh, there's reason for concern if you're not in this market. I mean, the risk is still to the upside as far as I'm concerned. Um, you've had, uh, sure, you've had, like I said, you've had uh, very strong moves in these juniors, but um, they're still very undervalued in relation to the gold price. Um, you know, a lot of these juniors who are de-risking these uh, high-margin projects that are large high-margin projects, they're still they're still trading like gold's, at, at less than $1,500 an ounce. Mm -hmm. So they've still got a long way to go. And now you're seeing a lot of money coming into this space. All these, all these juniors are getting financed and uh, the finance financings are being upsized. Uh, a lot of them are coming without warrants or they're coming with half warrants and uh, money's just flying into this sector. Yeah. Um, it's a seller's market. It seems like it's not a buyer's market. You can't go in there right. demanding a full warrant or even a half a warrant hardly much anymore. Exactly, exactly. And as far as I'm concerned, I, I don't want to be selling my shares right now. I mean, I know I've had huge gains in, in, in a lot of these stocks, but I know there's, there's a lot of investors on the sidelines out there that want my shares. They still want to get into this, into this sector and they haven't been able to because it's starting to run away from them. We're starting to see some FOMO coming into this sector now because we're starting to see the turkeys fly. You know, when you, whenever you get a stiff wind in the, in the junior sector, and the, the wind is, is, is getting pretty stiff here. Uh, the, the turkeys start flying. So um, we've seen huge moves in some of these stocks that, that I wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole. And uh, when you start to see that, then you're right. You should be a little concerned for the short to, to, to maybe even medium term. But as, as far as uh, selling your core position, no way. Uh, absolutely. It's never a bad idea to take some profit off the table. But... Please um, think about holding your core positions because this this move has a long way to go yet. I mean, it's just getting started. Yeah, I, I have observed a few companies that have gone up 300, 400% in the last few weeks. And they haven't even put a drill in the ground yet. They were, right. they were on the shelf for years until <laughs> the market turned around. I, you know, I, I guess that's my ultimate question is, is that concerning? I mean, is it too much? Is it, or is it too much people just kind of riding this wave of the market or can you even blame them? Um, I, I, no, I, you can't really blame them, uh, but it is concerning in the fact that if you're, if you're just coming into this sector and you're looking for the best juniors to get into, you've got to be very careful because you, you, you understand that uh, this move is just getting started. And you want to buy something that you can hold for the next two or three years. Well, you want to make sure that's a company that you feel comfortable holding for the next two or three years. So uh, you have to really do your research. You really you still have to buy the right management teams, buy the right projects in the right jurisdictions, and uh, make sure these management teams have access to capital, and uh, make sure their share structure is not blown or whatever whatever uh, state they're in as far as their project is, where the, whether they're still at the early stage or they're or they're getting towards feasibility or a PEA. So you just have to really do your homework still, especially now, because you don't want to get into something that's really had a strong move and then buy into it now and hold on to it, realizing down the road that, hey, I, I didn't get into a quality company and now I'm sitting here with dead money. Mm -hmm. I, I thought I might ask you about 
Integra Resources in their news this morning that they are looking to join the big ticker, the NYSC. Uh, they'll have a two and a half uh, uh, share to one ratio as they consolidate as well to get that going on. It's something like that. I mean, we see if we see more companies, more junior explorers and developers get onto the NYSC big board. Do you think this might catch the wave with some of those Robinhood traders that have been creating such a frenzy in the market? Absolutely, it's a smart move to get on the Amex. I mean, they're not getting on the on the NYSE; they're getting on the getting on the Amex. But still, you want to you want that big board listing because a they've their project is in Idaho, and uh, b you're you're trying to target these U.S. investors, and a lot of them uh, they're trading through their pension funds, they're trading through retirement funds, and they can't get into um, stocks that are listed on the OTC. So um, it's very smart of management to recognize this and uh, get a big board listing because once they once the uh the stock gets above four dollars and it has uh, a listing uh, on uh, on the amex or the nyse um funds can get into their into their stock so that's that that's a that's another source of capital that will come into the stock once the stock if if the stock ever trades above four dollars so um that's a very smart move uh, by the company. And, uh, I, as a shareholder, definitely applaud it. Well, I, be- I, I believe it, the way the share price is holding now, it would trade. I think it would trade right at about $4 if it held up right where it's at. I'd have to do that. I'm, I'm doing rough math in my head. So I, I you know, mm-hmm. don't, <laughs> it, it could right. very possibly well, be wrong. Consolidate. They had to consolidate because to get that listing, they have to trade over $2 a share. And right now it's, and where, where it's trading dollar forty a share U.S. Right. So it has to get above two two dollars U.S. to get that listing, which is why they did the did the rollback. Okay, uh, let me ask you about plays with pullbacks. So we did mention we've seen a lot of these companies uh, recently announce financings and private placements. We've seen a big sh- run up in their share price. But I've noticed, uh, you know, even today, more specific specifically, I've seen a lot of pullbacks in some of those big moves. Is this an opportunity to buy the dip mentality in some of these juniors, or do you want to give it a little bit more time and, and give some more patience to see if you get back in? Well, it all depends on the stock, uh, Trevor. You know, um, you got to look at valuations now, um, and you and you got to realize that there's th- that you have a lot more competition on the sideline that want to get in get into these things now. So you you don't necessarily want to wait for a sector pullback. To get into something, you while you're researching something, you want to look at the valuation and understand where they're where they're at in their in their in the in uh, de-risking their project. Uh, do they have a lot of cash? Uh, you have a, there's a lot of things to look at because um, as far as the gold price is, is concerned, um, I mean it, these these companies, like I said, they're still they're still very undervalued. So you want to be buying weakness, but you know if if you look at something that that's gone up. You know, maybe a hundred and fifty percent in the last month or so. Of course, it's it's extreme overbought. Even in the long term, you want to wait for that to come back. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, you're at a time now where you, this is a buy and hold market. So even if you do get in something a little too a little too early, the bull market's probably going to bail you out pretty soon because uh, these things are going a lot higher if you get into the right companies. Yeah. All right. So are you looking at buying opportunities now, or are you mainly just holding what you have? I mean, I'm holding what I have, Trevor. You know, I mean, I I was fortunate to uh, finish my finish accumulating all my positions, uh, uh, 
you know, a couple of months ago. I, I switched out one or two recently, but um, m- um, I and my subscribers are pretty much holding here and waiting for an opportunity to take some off the table. But uh, it all depends, like I said, on you have to look at each company individually on when you think that will be, when you want to take, because my goal is to, is to I, I want to get my original investment off the table, but I don't want to do it too soon, because uh, you know I, I think the sector has a, has a ways to run here before it it has a major correction. I mean, technically speaking, if you take a look at the GDXJ, which we which we know doesn't represent the junior sector anymore, but it still is a barometer for the junior sector as far as the as, as far as your generalist investor is concerned. You know, they they see GDXJ and it represents the juniors, so. The GDXJ had a had a quarterly uh, close above uh, 49, which was technically a breakout. So now we've got the GDXJ breaking out of a seven-year base, technically. So the the measured target for that move, for this breakout move, is 90. So is it going to go straight there? Absolutely not. There's going to be corrections along the way. These some of these corrections may be sharp, also, but they're going to be short. And they're going to be bought. So there's there's a lot of blue sky in in the in the ETF now. So uh, the risk is definitely to the upside. So when the risk risk is to the upside, um, you just want to buy weakness. And um, like I said, it's it, it, this is something that junior investors, you know, junior speculators have been waiting for for almost a decade. You know, we've been basically trading amongst ourselves for the past ten years while generalist investment has stayed on the sidelines because they really haven't had a reason to get into this sector because everything else has been going up. You know, equities have been going up. Then they had uh, the, the, the uh, marijuana craze. Then they had the Bitcoin craze for those are two areas for speculation capital that 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 they that they did really well with. So they were pretty much saying, why should I bother with juniors here? Well, now the juniors are are becoming a, a source of speculator capital again for the first time in 10 years. So I, for one, don't want to be giving away my shares just yet that I worked so hard to accumulate at lower prices. I wanted to ask you about silver before we let you go, because I know we only have a few minutes left, Dave. But in my observation, what I'm noticing, a lot of the silver miners are definitely outperforming the movement of the metal. Um, like the miners are basically calling for a bigger move move in silver. Do you speculate the same thing that silver will find a bigger move? I do. I mean, it's knocking on the door of strong resistance at 19 here. And uh, the, 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 the chart is set up to make a move here. If you take a look at the gold-silver ratio, it's rolling over with the U.S. dollar. So I see silver outperforming, continuing to outperform here outperform gold here so the, the 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 junior silver miners and and the and the junior and the junior explorer developers are are telling us that that's why they're they're showing relative strengths and as, as far as the silver juniors are concerned there's not a lot out there to choose from you know there's a there's a lot of garbage out there you know you um, you th- there's not a lot of quality silver juniors to choose from so the, the, the quality silver juniors have really had strong moves. So um, absolutely, I mean the, the 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 silver chart looks really good. The the gold silver ratio rolling over looks really good, um, and uh, the U.S. dollar rolling over looks really good for the precious metals. I mean, I've been in this sector for 18 years now, and 
I haven't seen a more bullish environment for juniors than right now. Well, it should be an interesting couple months. I mean, with rumors of a second stimulus check coming into American pockets, with the talk of more quantitative easing and money printing from the Federal Reserve and COVID and an election coming up, like, good Lord, it's uh, it's enough. To- absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And we're transitioning from a period from economic destruction to destructive inflationary response by policymakers to that destruction. So, I mean, it's a perfect storm for gold. Uh, so, uh, and as far as the juniors are concerned, it's, it's really a perfect storm for juniors because they're still so undervalued. I mean, the, the basically the, the the last deep value pl- play left in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. So where do we find value now, David? I mean, I, I asked you this off mic before we started recording. It's where can you find some value? Is it one of some of these companies that maybe have been held up as a shell uh, for a number of years and now just kind of entering the market and finding some finance? Is it you know companies that uh, just under the radar maybe have had a project and and finally putting a drill in the ground? Where where is the value here? Well, the market has discovered the value in some of these optionality plays that you that you looked at maybe a month or two ago and you went, there's no way in hell that's going to get built. But now with the with the, the gold price at $1,800, it's starting to look attractive. So a lot of these companies that have huge deposits in the ground that needed a much higher gold price are starting to look you know, attractive to these speculators. So that's where some of the, that's where the value is right now because this just started to happen recently where these optionality plays started to make moves. So um, I think you could find some value there. All right. Well, that's interesting. I mean, uh, there's still a lot of value with some of those plays that have a much lower capex too potentially to build, and it's interesting. But all right, David, appreciate you, my friend. Thank you so much. Anytime, Trevor. Thanks for having me on. That's David Erfley, the junior minor junkie. You can find him online at juniorminerjunkie.com and i believe he still has some openings for your subscription right yes absolutely yes uh there's plenty of openings all right um, I, 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 <laughs> I i raised the cap to, to to 500 since all this liquidity's come into the market so i, I had it at, i had it at 250 because uh, i didn't want us all to be to be fighting for the same shares but now all this liquidity's come into the market uh there's plenty of opportunity to get into the companies that i recommend David, appreciate you. Have yourself a great rest of the week, and good luck to you. You too. Thank you.